So that brings us to porn and romance novels. Is pornography cheating? Porn, yes. Okay. Like you are literally seeing people naked and like involved in intimate acts. 95% of guys are addicted to porn. So we're going to get a lot of angry people right now. But I have a question. Okay, yeah. I want to know a guy's perspective. If a woman was watching porn, Mm -hmm. would a man, man care? It's interesting. Beyond the perfect, we discovered through our flaws, we complete each other better than perfect. We stay through every fault we find our way. Welcome to the Better Than Perfect podcast, where every week we show you how two imperfect people helping each other equals one better than perfect relationship. And this week's podcast topic belongs to Nicole. <laughs> yes, it does. Or are we just going to dive right in? I mean, it, I guess I, we can we could talk about uh, whatever else you want to. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving for us, but not for you. <laughs> Have Merry Christmas. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there you go. We might end up but, lining up perfectly. Yeah, we'll see. We got to create a little bit of a buffer, so you know, in case we miss a week, so. We record in We Are Time Travelers, so that's... <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this topic for this week is going to be about cheating. Mm. And is it ever okay to cheat? Okay. And like, what is cheating? And like, technically... Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, okay. you that know, people yeah. have different views of that. Right. So I don't know if you want to go into your feelings or you want me to kind of give a little blurb about how I feel and then... Yeah, maybe you can start with this this one. Okay. Yeah, let's get to your perspective. So, I mean, as someone who has been cheated on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even before that, like, obviously, physical cheating, most people would say, is not okay. It's a deal breaker. Right. I mean, some people, you know, work through those things, and that's, you know, their prerogative. But um, cheating is definitely and absolutely not... Mm-hmm, and even mm-hmm. in the situation where I got cheated on, like, I just saw them, like, laying on the couch together. And, like, it looked pretty suspicious. So that was good enough for me. And I was, like, donezo. Right. Um, and having said that, like, even non-physical versions of cheating, I would say, are still technically cheating. Like, you know, texting some other woman. Like, okay. even if the guy hasn't met up with another woman. Like, flirting with her or like, you know, in her DMs, like whatever, like I would probably take it to more of the extreme right? just because how I feel about it is that like those things tell me that this person is not fully invested in me and I only want to be with someone who's fully invested in me. So it's not even necessarily like, oh, like I'm just being super strict to try to like prevent somebody from doing something. The thing is that like I wouldn't want to be with that person if he's even messaging other women or like, you know, showing his interest in someone else, which might be unrealistic because a lot of people will say like, well, men are visual creatures and men, you know, like are very like physical beings. And like, yes, I understand the truth in that, but I also don't see it as an excuse, like have some self-control. Right. I agree. Um, And so, and the bottom line is I'd rather be on my own than with someone that's not invested in me. Like if I'm committing to you to be in a relationship, like I expect the same back, which I mean, expectations, you know, we talked about that, but what I'm saying is my standard is you are invested in me. You're committing to me. We're exclusively together. If you're like flirting with someone else, no matter what that looks like, that that shows me you're not invested in me. Well, and so yeah, I would say it even all that's missing is the opportunity, right? Right. So if someone's texting someone else, flirting with someone else, that that kind of thing, they are cheating because the only thing that's missing is the opportunity. Right. They're proving that. And right? if you're doing it if, and you wouldn't actually do it, then why right. are you doing it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like still yeah unacceptable it's, it's, behavior. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's like my side. I mean, I'm sure as we like go into it, we'll talk more about like men cheating versus women cheating. But I want to give you like an opportunity to talk about like your views on it as like a whole type of thing. Yeah. So 
mine is actually pretty complicated. <laughs> We're going to get, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But so my experience with it is actually being on the other side of being the cheater. And so, I mean, I'll, I'll say that what I've learned from that experience is that I agree with you hundred percent. It's never okay under any circumstance. It's better to leave the relationship. It's better to, even if there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that that you would think that it would be better to, what someone doesn't know doesn't hurt them, uh, even though that sounds pretty bad. At the time, it can be rationalized. And there are a lot of situations where that rationalization does make a lot of sense. However, it is still ends up turning out to be a bad, bad idea. I mean, right? I would disagree with that. Because, uh, like, uh. I mean, personally, it's kind of hard because uh. I know everybody's different. And I'm sure some people do agree with what you have to say, but I value honesty. Right. So I don't really ever see a time where it's like what they don't know won't hurt them. Well, like, no, I agree with I you. Understand I understand that you. like yeah. in a literal sense, yes. Like right. if you don't tell somebody something hurtful, they won't be hurt. Right. But at the end of the day, I do feel like uh, people are entitled to know things. And sometimes people use that saying mm -hmm. to keep something from somebody because they don't want to hurt them, but they're actually doing something that hurts them way more and causes them way more trauma right. in the long run. I agree. No, I agree hundred percent. I'm not saying that it is the case that what someone doesn't know doesn't hurt them. I'm saying that it can be justified or rationalized in that way, right? That's the rationale for, well, for some I'm of those sure things. That's what goes through someone's right. mind when but, they're doing stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, my story is actually... So uh trying to think about the level of details to to give. But I mean, eventually I'll give more and more details as as we talk about the podcast, as it's relevant, right? I think that's that's the best way to talk about it. Or maybe we have an episode talking about it. But uh but yeah, so I was married uh before uh, Nicole and uh in that relationship, it was uh, a 20 year relationship, so it was a very long time. And Towards the end of that, I was ready to be done. I, I the the way that things had played out, not to say that I was uh, f faultless like initially, but there was a lot of let's just say that my needs weren't being fulfilled in that relationship. I didn't feel like I was being respected as a man. I was not happy with uh, with a lot of things that were happening in that relationship, and instead of leaving. Uh, because I had a large financial interest, because I have a daughter, I decided, well, you know, if I'm not happy and, I, and, and nothing is, is going my way, I only have one life to live, I'm just going to go and do what I want to do. Right. I've tried everything. And, and I guess, you know, it's really hard to condense this into <laughs> because you know the story, of course, you know, completely, Nicole. So it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to condense it into something that doesn't just seem horribly bad because, I mean, it is, it is still horribly bad. But, uh, but, you know, I, I don't want to call out other people in, 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 in things like that. But let's just say that I felt like it was an emotionally abusive relationship for me. That was what my feeling was about relationship, that I had worked on it significantly, spent a lot of time trying to make things work. And I finally hit a point where I was just at the end of my rope and I was just ready to give up. And instead of actually going through and getting a separation or a divorce, which is what I, I should have done. And the reason I can give you the rationale for it, which made sense to me at the time was, hey, do you really need to like destroy everybody's lives? Do you, you know, you've, you, do you need to destroy your financial future? Do you need to have your daughter end up having a split home? Like, no, those were the, the rationale. But type can of I thing. pick your brain for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because since you have cheated, I actually can talk to you as, you know, to get more information. Sure. Yeah. So you say that, uh -huh. but was there ever a time in your mind where you were like, if they find out it's going to be even worse than like doing it before I've done something that is like morally wrong. I was sort of at the point where I was so fed up that it's almost like a serial killer that leaves clues in order to get caught. I I started doing the most extreme things. But I understand that. Right? Like, well, because I know your story, right? right? And so I understand that. But did you ever like, stop and think and be like, 
blowing this up this way and like leaving clues is actually way worse than splitting up my family, like by, or like, you know, like by sitting down and having to have those hard conversations. And I'm only asking you this because I feel like personally, a lot of men mm. who cheat, right? they have the same reasoning. They're like, I don't want to hurt somebody by mm. having a conversation to hurt them, yeah. but they don't see that, that the is, hurt that is that actually be worse. really bad, like yeah. really, really bad over here. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple things were going on. So one is, like I said, the serial killer thing I'm talking about, leaving clues, I'm talking about because in some way I wanted things to blow up. Well, you wanted right. her to be the one to leave it so that you didn't have to have the hard conversation. Like you were probably doing, like you're probably right, yeah. but you're yeah. probably leaving clues so that she would catch on and she'd be like, I'm not taking this. And she would have to be the one to end the relationship. And so that takes off the pressure of having to have that hard conversation because you didn't really yeah. want to be there. And right. so mm -hmm. the easiest way right. is to have her leave you. I think I think there maybe been some some part of that, but more so it was just like a self-destructive type of, you know, well, when you're so miserable and fed up and you're just down, like, yeah. you just like, I want something. And it was almost because the other thing that was going on was that I I sort of became very emotionally numb. Right. Right. And part of what I was doing was bringing like some sense of emotion to my life. Right. When I would go right. out and You're pick up girls and do these crazy feel. things, you know, it was like I would like fall in love for a night and it was like, you know, okay, now I can feel things again. Right. It's like, it's the adrenaline is getting my heart pumping. And so I was sort of at this point where it was like, maybe if my whole life blows up, that will feel like something, you know what I mean? And it was, right. it, but it's not something that you rationally think about, like what are the true implications of what this will do and the harm that it'll cause, not just you, but every person even but remotely do connected. That that's a male thing because women are more emotional. And like, so mm. we're thinking that if, I'm not saying that women don't cheat, don't get me wrong, but I'm yeah. saying that like women would be like, maybe think about it more because they typically do think more about other people's emotions because we're so emotional. And so they might realize, oh, okay, well, if I, I do this, like if I cheat, it's right. going to have even more implications than if I have to sit down and be like, hey, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like have that sort of conversation. Well, what usually happens in my experience without going too far from my, my story is that women men were, are more likely to physically cheat and and do that women are more likely to emotionally cheat a little bit and then have the conversation and then go and do the physical cheating because a woman usually if she's with a man she will find another guy and start an emotional connection with him and once she feels like that emotional connection is established enough then she'll leave the the guy that she's well, with. Well, guys can and do that's, that too. That's already cheating. I mean, yes, they guys end can up do that. Cheating. Normally, it's like physical, they cheat physically, right. and then they actually catch feelings for exactly. the person. So exactly. it's it's still right. very similar. It, it is. And it's that's just what reverse order. Really right. is yeah. having your cake and eating it too, right? Because right. you're not leaving the person you should be leaving, right? But you're going out and searching for whatever you're missing in that actual relationship. Exactly. So that's exactly. what it is. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying about being numb because I experienced that after I had been cheated on. Right. And so like, I, like you go through the same things, right? right? Like you experience some trauma in that relationship, right. which caused you to reach this breaking point where you're like just numbing it out and you really didn't think about the future, you know, like ahead, you were just thinking about, this is my life, I wanna live it, let me go get what I need right now. Right. And then just did the things rather than like looked at, ahead, right. you know, and, but when you're numb, that is what you do. Like right. you don't really yeah. think about, you don't think about the your future. actions. Right. You're very impulsive. Right. You don't really have any sort of emotion, like good or bad right. towards the things that you're doing. Right. And like you said, you're, you're numb. So you have to go to extremes a lot of the time to even feel anything. Right. And then you constantly have to keep doing that because you don't feel anything. Right. Normally you have to do these outlandish things to actually have feeling. Right. So I get that perspective. Right. But what I did was 
wrong and messed up. Right. It was not, Which it was we, not a good, it's nothing know. I'm condoning. Like I'm giving the rationalizations for what I was thinking at the time, right. but it's not in, a rationalization. It's a backwards. It's not a rationalization for today, for now. Right. right. My views are de- obviously different on that. Now that I would say that it would, it was not a good idea then it's never a good idea. It, it results in, but these are the things that someone might be thinking Right. And and the and even though well, those I things might seem to make sense, it's very and, important yeah. to teach men and obviously women too. I'm not right. saying that women don't, but like as a woman, I do feel like we feel that men typically cheat more because men are physical and they're willing to like throw it all away for a night with this one girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like and then they'll be like, it didn't mean anything. Like like you said, most of the time women, when they cheat, I'm not saying it makes it right or better, right. but they're like now fully invested in this other person right. most of the time. Right. Like they're really not gonna go for a one night stand normally to throw away their relationship because yeah. women do typically want a relationship with a man, whereas men typically want something for the night or just right. physical. Well, they did some studies too and they, you know, uh, there's a, a famous set of studies where they tested the responses, right? And what they found was that women typically were more upset because they surveyed to say, okay, under this circumstance, you know, and women were more upset if a man cheated emotionally than physically. So if a man had meaningless sex with some woman, yeah, of course they were upset, but they were way more upset if he had feelings for this woman. So if, but, you know, in fact, a man that would, a, a very common response that men give when they cheat and they get caught is like, oh, she doesn't mean sex. anything. She doesn't mean anything to me, right? Yeah. Now when they, and then the on the opposite side, men were much more angry when a woman had physical, uh, physically cheated than if she had an emotional connection with another guy, right? So that there is a bit of an element to that, which just goes to what we are saying is that that's why you but see I that kind of behavior. More normalized, right? Like mm-hmm. I think women have been sort of brainwashed mm-hmm. in a way. How I, this is how I feel. Okay, sure. So I feel like kind of going back to my description of you know, cheating and what I think is acceptable. I think women have been told so much that men are physical, like he's gonna look. Right, yes. Boys will be boys. And so they feel like they have to tolerate that because every man will be that way. And that's what they're told. That's what they're told, exactly. And so, you know, that's why, oh, well, if he had sex, like, you know, he just needed a hole for the night. Like, that sounds so horrible, but like, you know, like, yeah. That's why he can be like, it was just sex. It didn't mean anything. And that's why women believe it, I think, sometimes is because they're taught like, well, guys are going to look and they're going to, you know, they're visual creatures. They're going to be like staring at other women all the time. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And so women feel like, okay, well, I can't have unrealistic expectations, but I think they should go back to being like, no, this is not okay. Like he's obviously not invested fully. And if you're in a committed relationship and someone's not fully invested, they're like one foot in, one foot out. They're literally like standing on the doorway of a relationship and being single. And like you said, just waiting for the people he's flirting with to give him the go ahead and then he'll go. And then hope, he'll hope that you will take him back because right. it was just sex. But, you know, it's it's complicated too because I feel like people are also like once a cheater, always a cheater. And like, I even felt like that. And like, you know, when I, I found yeah. out you cheated, it yeah. was like yeah. the biggest yeah. thing to me because I was like, right. I had been cheated on and I was like, I'm and never I doing know. this again. Like, yeah. you know, and I did believe, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm like, okay, well, you know, they do maybe get addicted to this behavior. Well, and and like, I think I think that's generally like true. That. I think once a cheater, always a cheater is generally true. I think that is a rule that you should normally have because I think that once you've crossed a line, it's easier to cross that line again. Now, obviously, I believe that I'm an exception in that case, but I do think that it is smart to to think in terms of those 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 things because I think that does make sense. Now, yeah. again. Like I said, I can say that my circumstance was a very extenuating extenuating circumstance in my case because of 
the history and all the things that had gone on, which we can't discuss all, we don't have time in this full podcast, but yet to say that I, that was never something, I never wanted to be that guy. I always wanted what we have. Right. And I had sought that out for so many years in my relationship and worked through so much stuff and just kept on giving chances and chances and chances. And by the time that I gotten so worn out, I just didn't feel like anything meant anything in life. I was just like, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm getting older. I'm just going to just live my life and accept whatever consequences come and just do whatever the hell that I want to do. Like people would say that it was a midlife crisis and I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, mean, it fits all the I things think, for a midlife crisis, you know? Well, I think so, it's hard to say that but, without, like, everybody knowing the full extent. Yeah, because you did yeah. go through a lot of things. And I think you are right. I think you have to look at a person's character. Right. And, like, is this fitting of their character? Like, right. because I think that's what really saved you, honestly, when I was deciding whether I could do this or not is because right. I was like, you know, he really doesn't seem like that type of person to do right. that. And even you said you were looking for love for a night. Right. Like you were still looking for love. Like you weren't really looking for, you know, just a bunch of hookups. And, you know, I feel like it's the people that almost like border on the like sex addiction thing yeah. where it's like they would probably hook up with anybody that gave them the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like they're addicted to the thing rather than like you were looking for love. You weren't just like trying to fulfill this addiction that you had. And there was a lot of things that were going on just psychologically for me. I had gotten married at 21. Again, not an excuse, but I had not at the time I was not very masculine. I was not very confident in myself, especially in my sexual self and with women. And I had, that was always a deep insecurity. That's also what pulled me in that direction as well is because I- You were trying to prove to yourself? I I was trying to prove to myself. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to prove to my, not just to myself, but to anyone that I was- uh, Desirable. Right. Or or worthy, uh, good enough or worthy of being loved. That's what a lot of people are, are trying. And because- of the relationship that I was in where I didn't feel like that. Mm. It was like a desperate need for me. And then, and that's the other thing about it is that when I met you, I, it was, I had felt like I have already now, there's nothing left to prove. In fact, when I met you, I was like, oh shoot, this is, (laughs) I could have had a girl like this, right? This is, this is what I should have had. I didn't think that was, was possible, but yeah. So it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that there was going on. Again, not justifying any of, of the things. It was still horribly bad <laughs> what I did, right? I mean, I made made, made bad choices, obviously. Uh, but because what, what ended up happening was that it ended up being, just creating a lot more pain for everybody right. involved. Well, that's right? what I'm saying. Right, like- even now, like if you think about it now, right? It's like even this podcast, right? In the sense that, I, I could sit here and we could have, uh, we could avoid this topic completely and not ever talk about cheating on the podcast. Right. Or I could bullshit and just like, just say, oh yeah, yeah, no, you should never cheat and and right. not talk about my, like I have to now every time, you know, I have to give a full disclosure and say, this is this is what I did, right? But like, I think it's good so because it is good. you it is good. made the mistake right. and you realize right. how bad it is. Right. And I think men, need men like you to own up to the things that they did that was wrong and show them why doing it this way is wrong because they are so afraid to sit a woman down and be like, I don't think this is working out anymore. I want to see other people because they're afraid of how she, how hurt she's going to be. And she is going to be hurt, but she is going to be less hurt from that conversation than you just go doing what you want exactly, behind yeah. her back. For sure. And plus too, like guys aren't always the most responsible sexually. So she could also be exposed to things. Right. Yeah. That, that, that she didn't even know. Right. These are true. And yeah. so it's like, now you're really just like, it's almost like saying fuck you by doing that rather than like sitting down and being like, hey, yeah. like I enjoyed yeah. the time that we had, but I think our time has run its course or yeah. something, yeah. whatever you can put it super whatever, nice. Yeah. And I get that when you're right. married, there's a lot more on the line, Yeah. but 
it's also a lot more to lose. And I'm right. sure that you realize that. Like, you're going to lose it either way. Right. Do, do you, you want to lose it with dignity or right. do you want to lose it right. by being the person that was wrong and right. doing something that was morally wrong? Right. Like, and, there, and there was a part of me that was like, fuck you. Like, there was that. that I'm Part sure. of it was like, okay, you asked for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's not. You know, toxic, you, you know what I mean? Toxic. That's not like no one deserves to be. If you have that <laughs> feeling, but yeah. another reason to just have the conversation, like, yeah. you know, like I get it because I know I your like, yeah. full story. So it's like, but you have to like, if you're there and you're, you really do want to be like, fuck you, which right. is like understandable. Some people right. get to a point right. where they're like, fuck you, right. you know, like right. they want to go balls to the wall. But at the end of the day, that's gonna hurt you yeah, too, oh, even though you me. don't no, realize there it. There was a I lot. Mean, yeah, I mean, now, but, but I'm just saying for yeah, other guys, yeah. like you don't, you think that you could just be like, oh, I'm gonna do this, so it'll be like a fuck you, and then whatever. Right. But that hurts you. It, it does. It Maybe does. not yeah. in that moment because you're doing what you want to do. Right. But further on down the line, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It's. I mean, the other day I was thinking about it. And I was like. I felt like I was the unwitting hand of karma delivery. I was like, <laughs> it's like the karma. I was the delivery of the karma mechanism, but unwittingly. Like I, I, like I, I was so unaware of what I was doing that it. I became that vehicle that delivered that karma. And I, I being that vehicle is not a good thing. You don't want to deliver karma to someone. You well, don't want to be the thing that causes. Normally, I someone. feel like you don't deliver karma where you're going to get karma <laughs> well, for doing the karma delivering. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that's that a lot of times that is the case. Is that you don't want to be that because the the aftermath of that because afterwards then you do have I did have to have to contend with a lot of guilt and shame around because when I realized like man. What I did was pretty fucked up. Just well, like, you were you on know, so, numb autopilot yeah. too, so you didn't care then. Yeah. But then the second your icy heart started to melt, then you felt all the things that you weren't feeling right. when and then, you were in exactly, numb mode. Exactly. And then that really drove you crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so it is, It is. you know, you can be get to a point where you're just so just tired that you just don't care. And that's where 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 I, where I got to. But again, like I said, there's no justification for any of these things. I you know I I would say now that it it is you know it is correct to say that cheating under any circumstances is wrong. That you shouldn't. And, and again, it's not even just that it's wrong for the other person. It's wrong for you morally like, because yeah, you're doing because you're doing something that is it is destructive to you because right. it required a lot of recovery for me to just deal with what. I did. Well, you're not being honest. Now you have to add on all these other things. You're lying to this person. There's no way you can cheat and stay in a relationship and then go out and be intimate with other people or whatever you're doing cheating-wise and then come back and not have to lie. Of course. Like, there's no way. And like we've talked about in other podcasts, like, the core thing to any relationship is honesty. Right. You cannot... Be truly intimate with somebody if you're not honest with them. Yeah. And that's also why sitting down and having an honest conversation is the only way right. that you won't totally mess up yourself and the other person. Like, right. there will be feelings. That's normal and that's fine. Like, we're adults. We have to handle our feelings. Right. And even if somebody, like, even if you had a conversation with her and she blew up your phone and is trying to get you back and all these things. Right. Like you can be respectful and keep your space. Right. But like, don't allow somebody else, no matter how bad it is. And I know that's really hard to bring you down to a level. That's not you like speak your truth. Be honest. I know it's not easy to have hard conversations with people, but that is what's necessary. And for women too, I don't want to like, you know, totally go all in on men because I do realize that women cheat too. But I'm just saying mostly from a man perspective of cheating is because like they are more physical people. And so it does tend to be physical, but you're right. Like women do typically cheat emotionally. And it also, I feel like tends to be women who have maybe been in relationships back to back to back and they don't know how to be alone. So they're afraid to be alone. And so they're trying to line up, you know, the next one so that she always has somebody there to like be codependent on. Like, I understand that that is a possibility too. I understand that like 
sometimes maybe a woman will even go do a one night stand and throw away her relationship. But it's like, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, like have the hard conversation. Like I understand it's not easy, but it will benefit everybody in the long run and cheating harms everybody in the long run. Yeah, I agree with you. No, it's it's true. It is it is hard to have the hard conversation. And then again, some of the things it, it's funny, it's like all of the almost all of the things that I have learned that I tell people about are things that I have learned the hard way. So I am sort of that that guy, right? Even You're like that type you of know, learner. Well yeah, that I mean that's what it I seems mean, we like. All like are. Whoa, but yeah, but like even we did the episode on the six things, you know, mm-hmm. for relationship, the what do we call those? Like the tr- or the six like boundaries. Bound, yeah, basically. That why do you think I know what that list should be, right? Because if those if that list was in the situation I was in, I would have had to make a, a different decision, right? right? I would have had to either have said I would have basically had to either not done it at all or said, I'm leaving. Right. Because there would be no way, there's no wiggle room there. And that's and that's why. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to have those things in order, you know, you should trust someone aside from that. But it's also for your own protection as well, right? Because if I had those things implemented in that relationship, it would have prevented me from choosing the wrong path. I would have just had to leave, which would have been a smarter thing to do. So, right. yeah, so, it, but it's, you know, it, it's, it is a hard thing to, to, it uh, is. To and I mean, with. And, it's, flip- and it's hard for you too, because it's like, you know, it's like, I'm sure people are like, well, how can you, I mean, how can you know that he's not a cheater now? You know, because that's, you know, it is a, it is a Look, valid question. So <laughs> as someone who, like I said, been yeah. cheated on and it was very traumatic because it was with my best friend of like 14 years in my apartment that I lived with, with him. So like, it was a very big deal. Right. You know, like I was like, I'm never going to date a cheater, like yada, yada. And so I think it speaks volumes about you, like not to be like that I do want to be with you, but it's because I know who you are deep down. And like, I have told you multiple times that what you did is wrong. You know that. Right. But I don't think that is who you are to your core. And, you know, if you did end up doing that to me, I have a standard, like I just talked about, that that's unacceptable. And I think, like, I want to empathize with people, though, who are like women who are in a marriage or a long-term thing and their husband has cheated and they've tried to work it out. Because I get that, like, not every situation is going to be the same. Like right. if they can do that, like more power to them. Like they are, they're strong in what they're doing. Yeah. If, if it's for love, like if it's just yeah. for comfort, then it's the, you should right. really like think about it. But if it's because you really love this person, you really think that they made a mistake that they would not do again. Right. I can even understand that. Right. Now, would I <laughs> do the same thing as them? Probably not, to be honest. Cause right. again, mm. I'm a very like, you're all in or you're all out. Right. Like, because I'm not the type of person that wants somebody that is like straddling the line. Of, yeah, exactly. Even if it's like 98% yeah. in the relationship and 2% might go over here because right. 2% can turn into 100% real quick. Right. So, you know, I just want to say though that like, I mean, even our situation, people would probably be like, if they've gone through oh, some yeah. of the things that we went yeah, through, no, it seems be like, no, insane. I'm yeah. not doing it. But <laughs> right. it's yeah. like, so it is different yeah. details do matter. Right. So Which I'm again, that, that also created the situation that we had to go through because of what I had left as un uh, loose loose ends and, and unprocessed things, which made it so that because if I had gotten a divorce, been, you know, and then I meet you, you know, years later after I've dealt with all the stuff from the cheating and the trauma and all the stuff, it would have been pretty smooth sailing, right? You know, it was like, yeah. I, I was going through my own guilt, my own shame, all of the kind of stuff that was, you know, that was happening, you know, that's why it's so, but, you know, but, but, but at the same time, it was a growing process as well. Like we, you know, we, 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 you know, we're here for, for the benefit of other people to, to learn right. from our mistakes well, and, and you know, just I the think things we've learned through that process. So, but it's important. Yeah. I mean, like people are going to make their own mistakes, yeah. but at least if you have some knowledge 
it makes it, it can lessen the blow, if that makes sense. Or like cause you to make different choices. You know, like if you start to feel like, oh, well, I think Brad over there is looking good. Maybe you should reflect and be like, why am I looking at other people if I'm in this relationship? You know, like, is this this relationship I'm in really what I want or do I want Brad? And if I really want Brad, right. then I need to have a conversation with this person. Well, well just, this actually brings up a good topic, which maybe we can delve into the things that people think aren't cheating, which are cheating or on the slippery slope to cheating, right? So one of them is like celebrity crush type of situations, right? We've <laughs> talked like about this before. Like, you probably should do that one last because like most people well, well, this like, is a slippery slope with what you're saying, but yeah. I mean, but I this is a slippery slope because, because it's the same thing like you were saying about women uh, being brainwashed to have the center. Oh, it's just a guy. He'll just, he's going to look, he's just going to do those things. But it's also given a pass for women and men about celebrity crush. You well, see someone on TV, they're like, that, oh, look at, you know, what's his name? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I would you know. say that that's even maybe a counter response that women have to kind of equalize mm-hmm. right. it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying 100%, but if women are like, well, he's gonna, I'm being conditioned to say he's gonna look, he's a visual creature, like they right. just want physical stuff, then she probably is like, well, then I think, Harry Styles is super hot. So like, you know, if he can do it, then I can do it. Right. That's where I feel like a lot of the time that this even comes from is because it's like, now it's like a battle of, well, if you're going to look at other people, I'm going to look at other people. And then that just further does the wedge. I'm not saying that that's always the case. No, it's not always always the the reason. But I'm just saying like, most women are conditioned to believe this thing. Right. And so at the same time, they might be like, well, if he's going to look and I have to just deal with it, then I'm going to have a crush and he's just going to have to deal with it. Right. And that's, yeah. And that's obviously not a healthy way to, to handle right. the situation because it's not good for either person to, it just, it's an insult and disrespectful to your partner to say that someone else is attractive of the right. opposite. In well, their, look, you know, I had like a celebrity to, crush before you uh, came along. Right. Like I did. Right. Like my job literally had like a whole birthday party at one point <laughs> that was yeah. designed around this celebrity crush. Uh, right. And honestly, it's going to sound like I'm lying, but when you came along, like you fulfilled everything that I've ever even imagined and I don't even remotely think about that person that I had a huge celebrity crush on. Right. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. it's like gone right. because it's like, there is no like looking up to somebody else. Right. Like I have so much admiration for you and respect and love that like, it, it just doesn't even cross my mind. So I feel like if you're feeling those things, it can be a time to like reflect on right. who you're with. Like, I mean, obviously like I was single for a lot of it. So yeah. like, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. You know, it was just like a little like, oh, he's cute. Right. But if you're in a relationship and you're still like obsessing over a celebrity or right. like somebody that you think is so hot that you don't or, even know, I yeah. mean, you know, or a you coworker, shouldn't, you or shouldn't whatever, do it with someone you know, you know either, yeah. but yeah. I'm just saying like someone yeah. that you're never going to talk to. Right. Then like you're, you are creating like, a sort of divide there, whether it's like you think it's innocent or not, it's like you are still valuing this person over your partner in right. a way. Right. And you might not see it as destructive. You might see it as like, oh, well, this is just a fun little thing. But at the same time, I'm sure that women, if their guy was like, oh, I love like Margot Robbie, they would be like, what? Well, like, that, especially that, if they're like yeah. brunette, like the furthest thing away from her, a blonde girl or right. something, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah. well, I don't even look like his celebrity crush. <laughs> so that, yeah. what does that mean? And that you frequently know? happens as well. It does happen. Guys have celebrity crush too. Or, right. Yes, guys vocalize it, but vocalizing it, even just doing it because you're supposed to give yourself 100% to your partner, right? If you're lusting after someone else, it's not, you know. Well, and people also have the argument of like, well, humans aren't supposed to be attracted to only one person. Right. And I'm just like, that just sounds, again, like the whoever came up right. with the guys are going to look, so just get over it. Right. Like, those things sound the same to me. Right. And, and, it, and it may be true that it's like that there is some amount of difficulty that, that someone would experience. But 
it's a matter of training your mind and and having the discipline and making the choice that you're making. You know but what I, I mean? Feel like, like if it's you're like fully invested, right? Then it's, it's not. It's almost as like you have blinders on. It is. It is. But because you can yeah. like see an attractive person, guy or girl, walking right. down the street, right? But if you're invested in your relationship, right. it's not like distracting you, right? You it's can like just you're notice just, like, that. Acknowledge. Yeah. You just notice that. Yeah, like you would exactly. acknowledge like a child running down the right. street, exactly. but you're not going to be like. I agree with you like st- still thinking about that. Okay. Does that make sense? So that brings us to porn and romance novels. Oh God. <laughs> that, shouldn't that be like a separate thing? Cause I, I mean, feel like that's like, could go. Is that cheating? Is pornography cheating? Porn? Yes. Okay. Like you then, are literally seeing people right. naked and right. like involved in intimate right. acts. I feel like that's, that would be cheating. Well, like not like full blown cheating, but yeah, again, it's not, like it's the slippery not slope. invested it's, right. fully. It's a slippery slope. It's not a not a like, thing that if you'd... you put that effort into being with your partner, right. don't you think your sex life would improve? Right, right. of course. It, so, like yeah. that's okay. So I think there's a lot of guys cheating. that are like ninety five percent of guys are addicted to porn. So we're gonna right. get a lot of angry people right now. But but I would say that if you're a guy. If you're having a porn problem and you're in a relationship with a woman and you're not trying to address it, if you're just like, oh, it's okay. Right. If you're not working on it, because an addiction is a hard thing to break. It is, it is true. Then that's the problem. Now you're more in the cheating zone. Right. Whereas, because it's the same thing. I have a question. Okay. Yeah. From like, I want to know a guy's perspective. If a woman was watching porn, Mm -hmm. would a man, man care? It's interesting. So it's the same thing as when guys ask me, they're like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool if my girl was into girls, right? It's like if she had a lesbian encounter. And I'm like, yeah, that seems really cool, except that you would have to then really question the intimacy Until level of your relationship. You yeah. Or so, you know, it's like, it like seems that. like, yeah. Okay. So in, it's almost in the same way. Like a guy might be like, oh, yeah, she's watching porn. That's great. Uh, you know, just because of the, of the the sexual type of uh, thing that that so he, I think that it, it it comes down to that same exact psychological study right like a, a guy would be less offended by a woman watching porn I guess it might depend on what kind that she was watching or what or if she was but incorporating it like into their an relationship thing. Right. I, I think that like it's still sex, but it's not her having sex with someone else. So wouldn't a man? be a little insecure about that. Like, I'm not good enough for her. She's watching, like, this porn. Like, are you specifically saying, like, just lesbian porn? Because, like, what if she was watching heterosexual porn and, like, she doesn't really seem interested in having sex with you, but she See, watches then, her porn. And that's where, I think that's where then it starts to become but that's for a guy. It's like, it's like if, if she wasn't interested door, in having sex with you and she was watching porn, then you would start to be like, okay. I think most guys wouldn't, wouldn't care as much if she's watching porn and then having sex. But but the the real equivalent though for because men are visual. Pornography is a visual medium. Mm-hmm. What women do is they read smut novels. Okay? Harlequin romance novels, you know, 50 shades of gray type of stuff, right? And that is the equivalent of women watching porn because that is the same. It's because a woman is more sexually turned on. Her sexual apparatus works in the mind more so than the visual, right? right? Whereas a man's is more wired through the visual. And so, again, if a woman reads some novels, do I think that that is 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 a bad thing? No. But if she's obsessed with reading romance novels and obsessed well, the with the idea, the, yeah, the dirty ones and the love idea of like trying to get the romance that she's missing from the relationship right. from the novel, then it becomes a substitute. Then it starts to become along the lines of cheating. It really does start to become that because where is your invest? Because really, the heart of the well, then uh, they the, would both be. Porn for men because right, they're visual right. and starts, right. books for women right. because it's like she's living in this fantasy land, which exactly. I think that women want men to act the way they do in romance right. novels. Right. And a lot of men don't. Right. And I'm not like justifying this. Like I'm not justifying like being obsessed with smut novels because you're not getting it in real life. Right. Because again, I think you should leave your partner 
and go find somebody that will give you the romance and the intimacy that you're reading in these books because right. then you don't care. Right. Like, I will occasionally read a book that's popular and it might have right, it might have like, yeah, instances like that, right. but I'm not search. I'm but not like it's, searching right. for that. It's it's the equivalent of look, you watch a rated R movie, we watch a movie together. Right. There's, there's some nudity, some there's a sex scene. There's nudity, there's a sex scene. Right. It's like that. That's not like the same thing as actively like, seeking yeah. it out, right. right? So if you read a, a romance novel or whatever, you're reading the story. But if you're actively seeking out, I'm missing romance in my life. I'm reading romance novels. Right. I'm reading smut novels because I or like I'm using this as a substitute or... for my actual sex life. Then right. it starts to become because at the heart of the idea of cheating is this idea that you are not giving your hundred percent self to the person that you're in a committed relationship with is right. whether that be your physical emote, your emotions, your physical body, your sexuality, like well, those, and like those your things needs aren't being met. Right. And instead of like having a conversation to try to fix those, you're turning to an easy fix, right. like an easy fix, like, which actually like gets you further away from the thing that you want. So let's say that like a couple the guy is not getting as much sex as he wants, so he starts watching porn. Right. And like the woman's not getting romanced and like, you know, made to feel like right. those romance novels make women feel, so she keeps reading the books. And so it's like instead of like talking about it and right. trying to both like meet each other's needs, now you're just doing it on your own and right. you're getting further and further away. And if you do have a conversation and like it just doesn't align, then you need to leave. Like right. you can have that. You can find it. It's I feel like people like stay in situations a lot of the time when they shouldn't. And I understand because it is hard to date and it's hard to put yourself out there. Right. But people will like stay in a place that they don't belong so that they don't have to fight or like figure out the discomfort right. yeah. of dating of the, again. Yeah, the changes And are, so yeah. it's like you end up, I feel like, in a worse situation by being somewhere you know you don't belong right? than just having to bite the bullet, have a hard conversation, and go put yourself out there and potentially meet the person that gives you all the things that you want. Or, because you think it's not yeah. out there, right. or like people have told you like, oh, you're like, you have too high standards, you're too picky, right. which I heard all the time. <laughs> and I'm so glad yeah. I didn't listen to any of those people because now I have even better than I could have ever imagined. And right. like I said, like people might not believe me, but I don't, I don't have any of these things that I used to have right. because you fulfill all the needs that I have. And that's what you should look for. And and sometimes it's also because I think sometimes people can get into this habit of just switching partners because they're like, oh, I, I need to find this this person. And I think that's also destructive because sometimes the answer is too that you can work it out and figure it out. So for example, one of the reasons why porn and romance novels are bad things is because they meet a, a need that you have at a lower level, right? right. So when you get a need met at a lower level, uh, you don't go and and get it met at at the higher level. So, for example, if you're really really thirsty, and there's just pond water around, you could drink pond water. <laughs> it right. will quench your thirst. It's not a good idea. It's going to make you sick. You know, it's not healthy for you to drink pond water. I'm pretty sure. You know, but maybe there's some some good bacteria in there, but probably a lot of oh bad bacteria. But but my point is is that that will quench the thirst that will make it so that you don't go and seek the real water. And so if you're a guy, if you're looking at porn, you're not, if you're having sexual issues in your relationship, you should be addressing them with your girlfriend or wife instead and trying to get those needs met in that way. And if you can't, and that's not acceptable to you, then sure, then maybe that relationship isn't for you. Then the same thing on, on the, the woman's side, if you're reading romance novels because you're not getting the romance, you should be, it, that's, that's preventing you from actually feeling enough pain to do something, to either right. leave or to address it. So you'll just stay in it. You'll stay in this in a situation that is not so good, like a, a drug abuser just getting high to just feel normal, right? Instead of getting out of the situation. And that's I think that's that's the real problem with, with those things. I mean, I guess it's just kind of a separate, but it is it's a slippery slope to cheating because what I feel like in a lot of those cases, especially like celebrity crush, romance novels, porn, is that the only thing that's missing is opportunity. And that's that's the danger of it. It's like if you had the opportunity with the celebrity crush, 
you know, would you? A lot of people would, right? They even joke and say, oh, you got to pass for for this one person. And that's that's kind of fucked up actually, right? It's like, you know, I if, mean, I agree. if a guy had an opportunity with the porn stars, he's, you know, would he take it? If he's addicted to it and he keeps on seeking it out, then and he's, he has no problem with that, then probably. If a woman was able to find the man in her romance novel, would she take that opportunity? You know, so that's where it becomes a very slippery slope is because opportunity is the only thing that's missing. And that's, you know, that's, that's dangerous. I so. mean, the more we talk about all these things, for me, I mm. feel like <laughs> what I keep stressing is like checking in with your relationship. Yeah. Like, you know... And do it when it's starting. Because even checking in is like what I said to you about, you know, when you told me about the cheating and I found that out, like, I would have normally left. But I had known who you were to your core and your character. And I knew that that didn't really align with what that you did. Like, the thing that you did, like cheating and things like that. And I also knew your backstory, which... Again, is not an excuse, but I knew where you were coming from. And so, like, it's constantly checking in, right? Like, so, and even if I had made that decision about you, and right. then a few months later, you, I found you, like, texting some other girl, then I pro- I would have left. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. because yeah. it's like, okay, well, I made a bad judgment. Right. And this happened, and I'm checking in and realizing I'm not doing that, so it's time for me to go. So I think the key to all of this stuff is like checking in where you're at and having the hard conversations to fix things or unfortunately having a conversation to end things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. So I guess we should probably wrap it up here. Yeah, I, I feel re- like we real could quick, talk a lot. I know, real quick <laughs> though, before we wrap this up and go into the last segment since we're running uh, out of time, is, and, and I'll say that at some point, I'll just give the full story of my whole situation because it really is hard to judge it from this one podcast. I hope it doesn't come across as too, you know, whatever. I mean, some people are just going to hate me now, so that's fine. But <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I will de- dedicate a full podcast episode if people are interested into the exact full full story. I think that's, that's worth doing. But uh, the, I mean, I get that, but I also think that you don't have to like fully explain. No, I, yeah, I mean, if I figure you don't as it want to as it comes up, I, I think that the pieces that that makes sense. But but the the last thing I wanted to make sure that we addressed with this was the because we addressed both the extreme end and the both extremes of the end. But what about in the middle, the gray area where it's like texting someone, liking someone's Instagram posts, right? Right. Messaging someone, responding to someone's messages. You know what I mean? doing those things. Yeah. I mean, it's like, can you prevent person of the opposite sex from texting you? No. But like we talked about on other episodes, like being transparent, you know, Hey, this happened. If you have to respond, like thinking about it, you know, or like, you know, talking about it or figuring out if it's even worth responding to. And, you know, liking other women's pictures or men's pictures, like, no, obviously, like, that is, (laughs) again, this could be, like, a whole thing, because to me, that's, like, showing interest, like, and even it could be as a friend, it could, like, but the person could misinterpret, right? Right. Like, you could like another girl's picture as a friend and just be, like, encouraging them, but she might be like, oh, he might be interested. And then she starts liking all your pictures. And then maybe she like slides in your DMs to kind of like test the waters. Right. It's just like with social media and all these ways to stay connected, it's just like more opportunities for people to try to come in. And, you know, unfortunately there are men and women who see something good and want to try to wreck it. And that's their sort of like chaos fund that they want to have, right? right? sure, yeah. Like, you know, that definitely happens. I mean, you even told me that men or women are more likely to hit on men that have a wedding ring on. And I was just like, what? Like, that's such bad juju to me. Like, you know, like stay away from something that is obviously off the market. Like you're just going to get yourself in trouble you're going to get them in trouble, yeah. you know, like don't involve yourself in that drama and have yeah. the karma come back to you. But yeah, so it's just like, I would stay away from any sort of thing right. like that, to be honest. And it's not 
like a control thing. It's that you should be 100% invested in what you have. Right. Like, obviously, if you're single, sure, like whatever picture. But I would even say don't like a married man's picture. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, or like men too, you know, whatever. But it's like just like don't even – you won't even want to do those things if you're fully invested in what you have. And if you're not fully invested in what you have and you feel yourself like drawn to liking like – guy model pictures or sending a guy a DM or like whatever, or like commenting a winky face on someone's picture and you're in a relationship. Like again, check back in because that, that doesn't align with being in a relationship. Yeah. I would say that the, the, the general rule would be don't even create the appearance of infidelity. It doesn't matter if you, what you intended, but the general right. rule is don't even create the appearance. Well, if someone of the opposite text texts you, show your partner. Right. You know, don't even make it, even if you just say something innocent back, show what you said. Because now there's no appearance of wrongdoing. Like right. just completely don't go out to a bar yeah. by yourself where, you know what I mean? You you could be construed of doing it. just if your location's on, you're good to go. Like all these things, like no appearance of of any wrongdoing, as long as you if you think about it that way. Then there's no question about it, and right. and then you don't have to worry. Partners don't worry. But okay. again, like we could go. Yeah. Just whatever you have to hide. If you're podcast. having to hide something, it's whatever it is. In fact, that's the other thing is if you're having to hide it from your partner, in some ways that's cheating. It might not be Honesty cheating. Right. Is the best <laughs> right. policy. Right. Withholding like, information I'll is it yeah for so. the end of time. Like be honest. Period. All right. Well, I think we we covered that one pretty good. <laughs> sweating about that one but uh let's talk about the the our relationship this week what is it so it's my my turn to talk about something so uh so let's see so so what happened this week was i was taking my daughter uh to her orthodontist appointment and i took her to get uh, a burger and, and, a, and a milkshake and and i told nicole about it and then you know and then she got a little bit upset about it because uh, we, you know, we, we don't give desserts all the time and, and stuff. And, and well, we I was, rules. yeah, we have rules. And I'm a very big rule right, follower. Right. And there's a reason we have rules. So I felt like in that moment, like the rules only matter when you decide that they matter. And like, it felt like we were kind of going back because we weren't following the rules. So it's not about like a milkshake. It's like, right. there is more detail to that. Because you're gonna make me sound no, crazy no. No, for it's a not, milkshake. It's, yeah, it's not like the, the thing is we have a rule where we do like one dessert a week, and we had cheesecake factory delivered to our house, so yeah. we had the dessert like right. of all desserts. So it's like you know, and then there was a time where Sophia also talked about. I said her name. <laughs> No, it's okay. Well, she, it's, where she yeah. talked about, you know, being kind of confused because right. sometimes you, you know, are a little bit more relaxed with the rules. Like, I'm not saying that that's, that's happened, the case. But that's what yeah, she but that's said. what she, that's her impression. Which I'm sure she was is, trying to like, Because all the time know, when she's the out system. with me, we're doing something special, which is why right. she gets that. Well, and so know, she so. was confused. But so. I drove her to school this last week and made her tell her class why she was late. Right. So I enforced the rule because she was late for school. So No, I'm not saying that you yeah, don't, but right. I'm just saying that it was like, you know, it felt like. that's the perception. But I was trying to uphold these rules and then it felt yeah. like it wasn't being, and that's not true because right. we had a conversation about it. Right. But like in that moment, it just felt that way. And I'm a very rules person and I, yeah. you know, want to help our daughter like learn For things sure. that are going to be beneficial to her when she gets older and right. like instill things in her. And so, you know, it just... It was hard, yeah, and yeah. it's hard because right. I'm a step parent, right. and it's it is, like it is. you have a different place yeah. in things. Like it's not different, right. but it is. Like, right. luckily, like she treats me like a parent a lot of the time. But right. there is, you know, like I'm not a authority that she has had her whole life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So there is this sort of like yeah. you know difference there. Right. So it was but just the, complicated. Yeah. But the two mistakes that I made were was was one is that. Uh, well, I got upset about it, and when I, when I came home, we got into a bit of a, a bit of a tiff, which is not normal for us. You know, right. we kind of went back and forth uh, on it. And but I made a couple of key mistakes. The big one was that 
just and this pointed out a problem that we had with our our handling of discipline in the relationship is that me as a man, I should have been one hundred percent responsible for the discipline and, and the rules in the relationship because I should be the one that's setting those things, that's enforcing those things. Nicole should be just focused on being the loving and nurturing one. And so I was not fully taking that responsibility. So well, it created and it is an hard issue. in your defense right, because right. I am around her mostly. Right. right. And so, you know, I see a lot of the things that you don't necessarily right. see because I'm with her. But most it stresses of the day. you out, whereas I have no problem with it. Right. So it's like that's that's my domain is I should have been handling that. So I should have made it very clear from the beginning we should have had this discussion before then that I'm the one that'll handle the rules. You don't even worry about it. I, you just you just show her the love and, and nurturing side of it. I'll do the discipline and, and the rule side. And I think that is a really good way to operate, which is what we talked about after that discussion when we calmed down a little bit. And, and that's what we really came to was that makes the most sense because then it's not gonna, it, she, Nicole's not gonna have to worry. I'm not gonna feel like I'm being controlled from, from that. Um, and we talked a little bit about setting expectations and letting go of expectations and, and some of that stuff. But the second thing that that I had messed up there was also that I discovered, which is good. This is why we're doing this, right? This is what this podcast is about is, is, is as we help each other learn through these experiences is that when I am hurt, because that it did hurt me because I felt like I was being controlled and and that my judgment wasn't being, uh, wasn't being, lifted up, let, let's say. Uh, and so instead of expressing, hey, that hurt my feelings, which is so hard for me to do, I, I said, you know, I, I, I overreacted and was upset about that. And I didn't say the thing if I would have just come home and said, hey, you know, when you, when you texted me that, I made a judgment call there. I was taking Sophie out, for, you know, after, you know, for, and, and it just, it hurt my feelings that, you, you know, it, that would, I think that would have just made things a lot simpler. So, but, and, and I found that that's a pattern that, that I have had is that I won't say that something has hurt my feelings. So. Right. And I yeah. do have issues with control and I do value <laughs> rules and, you know, I had to set rules for myself a lot as a right. kid. And so, you know, I, I do value the structure of rules and I value like, what they can bring you. And sometimes I value it a little too much. And I, you know, I'm very like strict on the rules and upholding them. And that's not always the best thing. And, you know, I have a lot of anxiety and like thoughts running a million miles a minute. Yeah. And so a lot of times I do feel like my opinion or my like, uh, thought I'm offering. Like I thought a lot about it. Right. So it's probably a really good idea, but I do offer that like oh, probably a little too much for sure. And, you know, I know that that made you feel like I didn't trust you and I'm working on that obviously. Yeah. And I didn't handle our conversation the way that I normally would. I actually did it completely the wrong way by like blowing up and like saying things that I didn't mean and which they weren't bad by the way they I were mean, like just for everyone's good. Not, it's not like you know it wasn't yeah. really bad <laughs> it wasn't but it bad, wasn't but, good yeah. and it, it like, was bad for Nicole it's a, it, was, it wasn't bad, it was though. and yeah. I didn't mean yeah. those things and we constantly talked yeah. to Sophia about saying not saying things right, that, you, that don't you don't mean, mean. when exactly. you're upset yeah. and I did that and you know I had to own up to that because yeah. like yeah. that isn't okay to do and I did that thing and yeah. I had to own up to that. But, and, you know, we're, we're growing and learning and, and we had a good, I mean, we had, it, it facilitated a good conversation about letting go of expectations and things like that as well, which I think is just a good thing for, for everyone. Everyone needs to do that. Your life will be a lot less anxiety. You'll <laughs> have a lot hard. more fun. It is hard. It's it is hard a hard to thing like, to do. Just right? flip the switch. Yeah. But yeah, so. it was a beneficial conversation, but yeah. it was. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And the big thing is, and I think the most important thing is that we have these conversations, even when we mess up, because we do, like, because we're not perfect. We're better than perfect, which is, which well, is, that's, is not the you same. Know, that's but it's, the part yeah, of it. What makes it better than perfect is we, we are having the hard conversations. Right, right, and it, it was right. funny because after we had that conversation, I went to one of my like workout classes and, you know, she was like, find the ease in the effort and find the effort in the ease. And mm. she, at the end, she was like, you know, 
even the hard conversations that you have to have, find the ease in the that. Ease, and yeah. I think that was like, that's what we do. Like right. you have to put the effort in to have the hard conversations, but it brings you ease and it brings you more peace when you do that. And you're learning new things and you've learned them the hard way. So they last longer, in yeah. my opinion, you know, like they really impact you. So yeah, um, that and, really yeah. resonated. And we don't end up, and I think the thing is that we, that we end up, not having resentment afterwards. Right. We totally, totally resolve the thing. Cause that's what we talked about in the last episode about how the thing that causes. Like the nagging, right. and like the division of. Is people. the resentment that builds up over time. That's why the relationships get out of the honeymoon that's phase. That's why you and have you to keep be in the honeymoon honest. phase as long as you get rid of the, as long as you keep the resentment from building up. Yeah. Well, you, and you have to be there. honest. You right. have to have the hard conversations. Right. You have to be honest about your feelings. You have to be honest yeah. about. Yeah. the things you're going through yeah. and talk yeah. about it. Oh, and the last thing I'll say is that we kind of derived from that conversation also was that in a relationship, I should be looking out 100% for Nicole's heart and she should be looking out for mine. It, we get into trouble when we're looking out for ourselves, right? which happens because we're like, which oh no, they're, this person's not going to take care of me as good as I'm going to take care of myself. And when, as soon as we do that, that's where we spiral into all of the bad things. And so if it's like, if I'm just focused 100% as a man on my wife and making sure that I'm watching out for her heart and her interests, and I have trust that she's watching out for mine and vice versa, then you will be smooth sailing. Everything will be just great, so. Right, I agree. All right, well, that was, uh, was good. Glad to get that one. <laughs> done ready for the hate mail <laughs> we'll see you guys next week take care Bye.